place it comfortably. Please excuse my uh, coughing, everyone. I'm still recovering from the flu. There's a couple of things um, happened on the news, which I'm sure you're aware of too, when I was away being sick, and I remember them um, affecting me and felt moved to, to talk about it in some kind of way. Um, but the two, the two issues were um, what was on, it's still in the news, but was a few weeks ago, was about the um, greyhound industry being shut down and the cruelty, you know, to, to dogs. And the other one was the correctional centre in the Northern Territory, the Dondale Correctional Centre, with the, um, you know, showing very graphically the, the harsh way, you know, um, a young boy was being treated in a prison. And um, it made me reflect on um, one of our precepts, you know, which is to support life. Usually worded in the negative as not killing, um, but it's more than just not killing. Um, it's about supporting life. And I'm also reminded that um, Gandhi said something once that one of the one of the indicators of a mature culture, do you know, or a culture society, is the way that it treats its animals. Mm -hmm. And uh, and. The fact that there's a greyhound industry in Australia where, where dogs are treated appallingly um, is an indication of our society and its maturity around that. And also the way that we treat children. And also you could add to that the way women are treated as well when you consider the high levels of domestic violence. Um, and in reflecting on it, in terms of a, a Zen perspective in dealing with ethical issues and so on, and those kind of topical issues which bring up sadness, um, dismay um, about the treatment of other beings. Often we think that that kind of behaviour, one of the most automatic ways we think about it is that it's, um, it's motivated by anger or by hate. We often think um, racism, for instance, is motivated by anger or hate. Now, it can be. That, that can be in the mix. But I think one of the overlooked aspects of what drives um, cruel behaviour, whatever it might be, is simply indifference. And... I won't, I won't mention his name because I don't want to get into personalities, but there was, I remember a few years ago, there was an Australian Prime Minister who said that he, in answer to a question, he said that he wasn't racist towards Aborigines or something. He said, I don't hate them. And I thought, yeah, you're probably right. You don't hate them, but your behaviour indicates that you're indifferent to their suffering. Mm -hmm. And there is such a thing as what is referred to as passive racism. It's not actively disparaging other people, but you're just sort of ignoring of their, their plight or their suffering in the world. And my sense is that when it comes to greyhounds, you know, to animals, it, it may not be necessarily be motivated by um, hatred. There's nothing much to hate about them. 
um, but simply an indifference to the suffering that you put other animals through. And add to another one in the mixture, which is, you know, part of Buddhist psychology. Basically, I think that the, the three primary motivations towards cruelty is greed, hatred and ignorance, which translates as indifference, a kind of apathy. Is that we just sort of switch off as to what the impact of our actions are on others. Um, yes, there may be hatred thrown in at times, um, or it's motivated by greed, like it would be in the greyhound grey industry. Um, so it's not enough, it's, it's probably not enough to think that, um, that hatred or anger is the only motivation that leads to this type of behaviour. But anyway, that's out there. Then, led to me reflecting on my own values and how I live my own life. And in terms of those two issues, um, I've certainly euthanised a pet dog, you know, so I've killed an animal. Um, and as a family therapist, I sometimes encourage parents to actually, not using physical violence, but to, but to firmly contain their children so they don't hurt themselves or hurt others. So. I share in the, I share in the issue in some way, but when when you apply Sazen, you know, and a Zen life to looking at ethical issues, it's not so much a matter of taking positions, or euthanasia is right, or abortion's wrong, you know, or suicide is wrong, or whatever. Um, I think the approach, <coughs> as I understand it is that you, you quietly focus your mind on the issue um, and are very focused on it, on like the consequences of it, um, the impact on others, etc, etc. And it's not so much coming from a place of opinion or some intellectualised position of what's right or wrong, but it is an examination of intention, I think, is what drives all thing ethics. What's your intention? We do have a choice in matters. We can do this or we can do that. We get that pathway, that pathway. I've got the freedom of choice. What is my intention? And I think, what are the consequences of my intention? What kind of a person am I going to be if I go down that pathway? What kind of a person am I going to be if I go down that pathway? And I think all we simply do is that we do the best we can from that positions in, the, in sometimes the ethical choices that we, we need to make in life or how we behave in life. Um, it's all very fine to have self-righteous moral certainty you know about every situation, but I can't certainly claim to have it. Um, and each situation is different. <clears throat> what action might be appropriate here with that animal or that child or whatever may be completely inappropriate in another situation. So trying to get into fixed positions, you know, um, doesn't address this moment as it is. This situation and this moment as it is my intention in this moment. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, in living in this world, 
Uh, we can't get around it, but the fact that we live in this world, other beings die so that we can live. Whether we're vegetarian or not, other beings die so that we can live. We will die so that other beings can live. That's just the way things are. But I think to live out that precept of supporting life and not killing is to, as much as we consciously can, to act from an intention of not harming. And to clearly act from an intention of not harming is to see where our mind can be clouded by indifference, greed and hatred or anger. And we, we do the best with what we can.